This is episode 17. Is your God faithful? Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name is Josh. Hey, hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, my man, how you doing? Dude, Podcasting Andrew. on the road, dude. On the road. No joke. I'm sitting at a, a ironing board, found a chair in so my good. bedroom because it's the only place I could find relatively quiet. So if you hear <laughs> big old freaking trucks driving by or Matt yelling in the background, it's because we are at a conference right. up in Idaho. Uh, so I'm traveling. Actually, I'll be traveling next week too. I'm like the traveling. Wow. You know, work You're- remote means we get to travel everywhere. I don't even, I even told you any of this. So I'm in Idaho for a conference next week. I head to Boston, Providence, and New York City. What? Uh, so I'm Dude. pretty stoked. Yeah, I'm NYC. like right down the street from you. Yeah, you are a couple hours away, man. Nice. So I'll be out there for a week. Okay. Now, my brother's out there for Navy training. So he's like, you okay. should come out and hang out. And I said, well, I can work from anywhere. So sounds good. That's so, what's yeah, up. Hitting up. Never been to Boston. Never been to New York City. I'm Dude, pretty excited. Stoked. I've never been to New York City, but Boston is a sweet town. Like awesome food, dude, awesome food everywhere. Cause it's like built that goes down to, uh, I don't think it's the beach beach, but like the oceans right there, you know, like a big bay or whatever it's called, but awesome food, crazy history, really cool. Like looking city. You should go on Harvard campus while you're there, man. Like just go and walk around. Oh, yeah. It's pretty I'm cool. There. It's, it's like right downtown. It's solid. So I'll be there for like a day and a half. If that nice, uh, my brother has to work. So I'll, yeah. So when I get in Saturday, I'm going to head to Boston. Yeah. Um, that's killer, man. I am yeah, pretty I'm sitting uh, pretty much exactly where I've been for all of these discussions in my, my office at home. Uh, nice. My daughter is napping on the other side of that wall. So that's really good. Hoping she has a really long one. Dude, I don't know if I told you. I know it was on Instagram, but uh, we officially got our first three chicken eggs oh, I saw on that. Sunday. And we got one more I yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, dude, finally get They're those like gray. Or at least the Instagram filter made no, no. your wife's picture look gray. No, they're green. They're green eggs. Uh, green our, eggs. our Easter egger chickens, that's like the variety of chicken. Those ones, we okay. have five or six of them. And uh, they like green eggs. The other ones lay brown is eggs. eggs. Is yeah. the egg green inside? No, no, eggs totally normal oh. inside. It's just the shell is like green on They're the much outside. Cooler green. I was just thinking like some green eggs and ham. Yeah, be like, legit be like green fun. eggs and ham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, man. So that's kind of cool. Actually, that's that was good. really cool. I'm like, finally, you birds are like doing something, dude. We got them in April, so it's been a while. We got them like mid-April, but that's like uh, right when we were born. To, we have a friends. We have friends that have chickens. Uh, yeah. I don't say the name just for the sake of, but have they laid eggs yet? Have you asked them? Uh, they had not like a week ago when we asked last. So yeah, dude, we, uh, we're getting those chickens, you know, finally doing something for me. Dang birds. Nice. I know. Stinky You've been birds. freaking freeloading this whole time. Yeah. Uh, like oh, and I they escaped. You, I told you episodes ago, like, uh, cut off their head. Just one of them to show dominance <laughs> and let them know you're in charge and demand those eggs. And I didn't. You know, I should have. Dictatorship. 
Yeah. I really oh, should. What'd you say? They escaped? Dude. Okay. I got to tell, I know this is two chicken updates, one episode, but I, I got some serious cardio in the other day. So I put uh-huh. up this temporary fence uh, so they could have like an extended run area. And um, okay. basically they were loving it. Like they were so happy out there. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave you guys out to run for like a few hours. I got to mow. I got to do some stuff, you know, and I'll put you back in at bedtime. Well, an hour and a half later, I go back to this area because I like out of the corner of my eye, I'm pretty sure I saw a chicken just walking, like not in the room. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so uh, so I pull my mower over there and sure enough, one of the supports of the fence had collapsed um, because I didn't oh, hit it in far, far yeah, enough yeah. with the hammer. So, dude, like there was one chicken in the run area. All the rest were spread out like in my woods, like everywhere. Oh, so gosh. Clementine, my dog, comes running back there. And the next thing I know, she's back in the woods. Dude, she was sheep dogging the chicken. Nice. Chickens back to the coop. But nice. it was really funny. Like she would run into the woods and go like a hundred feet back there, and then I'd see a chicken just like burk, 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 and like shoot out of the out of, you know like six feet in the air, yeah, yeah. and then like start making its way back. But she like was pushing him back. But then nice. I had to grab these sticks to like get all wide and like push them in. So I was like literally probably forty five minutes of nonstop running and chicken chasing, like like getting them up <laughs> towards the fence and then grabbing them, like putting one in at a time. And I'd like yeah. move like five of them real close, and then I'd actually get one, and a bunch of others would like go all crazy. Yeah, yeah. it was just, dude, it was ridiculous. It was really ridiculous. That's but fun. I got them all back in. I didn't kill any of them. I'll be None honest. As I started to watch your Instagram story with this playing out, uh, now that I remember it, uh, when you first posted like what you did, I was like, oh, this is gonna end badly. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is gonna stay up. <laughs> that's exactly what my wife said. She's like, that's not going to work. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So I might try it again, but I will do it uh, more securely. I'll use like a mallet and put the, the things in because the idea was solid, but uh, execution was flawed. <laughs> what? Did you have a ladder as one of your supports? <laughs> I may or may not have. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I built something like that once. We used to do a big old dodgeball tournament when I ran yeah. junior high ministry in Phoenix. Um, and we like, we did it on the basketball court, but we made this like ginormous cage uh, with oh, that dang. same like, co- like orange, uh-huh. like plastic yeah. cautionary fence or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was like, it was legit. Like you had to pull like the fence apart to get into the, into the yeah. arena. Like it was top notch, probably spent yeah. a couple thousand dollars on building that for an event that took two hours, but Hey, who cares? Oh my god. Lots of money to spend. And it was nice. fun. Well, oh, dude, we also got yelled at during that one. So like we had the speakers going outside and it was and some yeah. lady came over. It's a Saturday afternoon and just tore into me in front of everybody. Noise? I'm like, oh yeah, because of the noise. She's like, I work all week and this is my own blah 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 blah. <laughs> and I was like, Man, would you would you rather them, I don't know, be out spray painting your house? Or would you like <laughs> rather have them here being safe? <laughs> You're like, man, what is your address? Because I have 300 teenagers. I'm going to send a toilet yeah, paper to your house. Sending some people to your house, um, <laughs> dude. Mind-boggling. Speaking of uh, speaking of dodgeball, what do you? Why are we talking about faithfulness this week, bro? 
Uh, why are we talking? Because God is faithful. Um, <laughs> and I think oftentimes you see this with the Israelites, right? Like you go through um, their history through the Old, Old Testament and just see over and over again yeah. of how they forget that God's faithful. They lose faith and turn to other gods, turn to other solutions um, rather than relying. So I think it's important for us to keep that perspective. Um, I think that's what we're talking about. God's faithful. And we kind of put it all by itself. One, because we have these grand elaborate plans of we're going to collect all these stories. And then we did. And then we're like, well, we don't really know how to share them. Well, yeah, uh, so we'll, we'll figure that out. We'll try to bring some into this episode, but let's be honest, yeah. probably not going to pull them all in. Um, but the other part of it is like, I think it's an important characteristic of God. Like mm-hmm. it's the thing that keeps hope instilled inside of us. Um, if we're constantly reminded that God is faithful. And I think people also miscue it or misunderstand what it means for God to be faithful. And we just assume God's going to give us everything we want. Like that's yeah. what it means for God to be faithful. And it's not everything yeah. we want. It's what we, what we need. Like I was just telling someone last week uh, I was having lunch with and, we were just talking about kind of our journeys and catching up with each other up to this point. And, um, you know, I just had the thought of like, man, the things that I'm dreaming today, I would never have dreamed if my last uh, church didn't end the way that it did. Um, mm. Because in all reality, yeah. if, if it didn't end the way that it did, I probably would have ended up just at another church doing yeah. the same thing uh, rather than dreaming about the things that I'm dreaming about. Um, so like there's God's faithfulness in the moment. You're like, this is crazy. But yeah. like even through that whole story, like God was faithful over and over again. So like, totally. I don't know if I've ever shared this part of the story, but I was fired on a Monday. Uh, I had a job interview on Tuesday and was hired within a couple of weeks after that uh, for that same role. Um, like God was taking care of me each step of the way. And now like, shoot, I make significantly more money today <laughs> than I ever did at that church. Um, yeah. So like. Thank you, working in the business world for churches, uh, uh, the kind of money you could pull in. Um, never thought possible. But so it's little things like that. Like, did God have to do, like, take the money piece out of it? Um, like, yeah. God was extremely faithful um, yeah. in providing me uh, income and providing me, you know, what I needed to, to pay my bills and all those kinds of things. And then also providing me an extremely healthy culture um, yeah. that I got to heal and and learn from and um, see the toxic, you know, things that I fell into for my last employment um, and also see like, how do you treat people well? And um, mm-hmm. how do you work with coworkers and, and learning all those things? I've never learned any of those things if I'd end up where I'm at today. Yeah. Uh, but like, and there's probably it, a lot more lessons right? that you'll, you'll figure out a little down the road once you're in the next oh, phase, sure. whatever that is, whether that's starting a church, maybe or at a different company or a different church or whatever. Um, I am sure there's even more that you're going to be like, Oh, that was like so formative and vital. But dude, I remember, I remember that moment you just got fired and like, I don't know, 12 hours later we were talking and you're like, yeah, I might have to sell my house. Like just real realistic. Like might have to sell my house. I have like a couple weeks pay or whatever a vacation. And that's pretty much it. You know, like you were just, kind of got hosed. Um, so just the faithfulness. That's so good. I, I forgot that part of your story, man. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, and I think, and we say this all the time, but like 
Um, so often when you're in the midst of whatever it is, whatever the struggle is, whatever, whatever's testing your ability to believe that God is faithful, um, we so easily quickly forget all the ways God has been faithful. Um, so, you know, time and perspective are kind of the keys um, that have to happen for us to be able to be, oh, that's how God was working. Like in the midst of it, you can yeah. be like, woe is me. Everything is horrible. Um, yeah. And not believe that God is at work, but with a little time and perspective, um, you're able to look back and say, oh, wow, even in the midst of those dark days, God was still working here, 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 and here. Like, totally. and those are the pieces that it's in. I think God knows human character. Like, this is why he gave the Israelites so many different times, like, things to remind them, excuse me, of God's faithfulness. Yeah. Like, you know, when they crossed into um, the promised land and they grabbed stones and they went through that whole rigmarole and then built, built that, that, um, makeshift altar it was a reminder of no god is faithful god is bringing mm-hmm. um, about what he promised he was going to bring about maybe not how he wanted it to happen maybe the yeah. israelites just wanted to you know inherit the land and not have to defeat any of of the um tribes and, and nations that were there but that wasn't god's plan um, and there's totally. probably a fair amount of learning that happened inside of that like shoot think of jericho like <laughs> god's plan in jericho was Hey, I just want you to walk around and play music. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and other times I want you to just be completely silent and just be, and then, yeah. you know, the final day, I want you to do this so many times, completely silent. And then I want you to be really loud uh, and blow all your trumpets. You're like, what? I'm like, this is not how you conquer a city. Um, and then like you're crazy. Watch what happened to like, take like, over. Like God said, Right. God said something was going to happen. You do yeah. it the way that he said it. And then it happens. Yeah. Like God is a promise keeper. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And uh, yeah, I think it's good. You put a caveat on there of like God's faithfulness, not always just being prosperity. Um, A lot of the things that I think about in my life as God's faithfulness kind of look like prosperity, but not always. Like I think of um, like the friends that God has put in my life, the relationships that God has put in my life after moving to Pennsylvania, because I love you, love a lot of friends, but it's also really good to have friends who are physically in the room, you know, um, as well as friends who aren't. But um, like God's provided that in a huge way in the last year. Um, Now, uh, he's also provided financially. He's provided a home for us. He's provided work for me, all of this. Like, but, but it's really easy to link God's faithfulness to prosperity. But I feel like we're, we're, you and I are pretty quick to be like, wait, we're not trying to say if you pray three times a day and give 10% of your income and do this, that God's going to double your income and give you a better house and give you a cooler, yeah. whatever, you know, because but there, there are people want to test that theory say stuff like that. Give me 10% of their income, just me personally. <laughs> uh, I promise I'll use it for Jesus things. Uh, <laughs> we can test it to see if God doubles your income. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I can't give you a tax write-off. I can't uh, help you in that way, but I will use yeah. it and uh, I'll send you a thank you card if you want to send yeah. it. <laughs> well, how often? And it comes um, from like a good place, right? Like yeah. the, the thing we always like to make is like, you know, God is, and we're quoting scripture, but you know, um, if God can trust you with little, he's going to give you great. Yeah. Like that's true, but what is great to him might not necessarily necessarily be the same definition of what is great to you. Yeah. You're looking at saying, well, he's going to give me, cause I've heard the, the stories of like, I remember being little, like elementary school age and they're talking about tithing to the church, which you're like, I'm not sure why you're teaching in elementary school. It's 
child that, but that's fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, she tells a story of like, you know, we we didn't um, we didn't have a ton of money, but I felt like this is what God wanted me to do, so I gave this money, and then you know, I wasn't going to be able to buy my turkey for Thanksgiving. I'm not sure how she made the connection all there, but this is how I remember the story. Uh, probably missing some things. Let's be honest, I probably was not a good child in elementary school. Uh, wasn't listening. Um, and then we couldn't buy a turkey because I gave all our money away, and then God gave me two turkeys uh, mm. through like this. So like you hear those stories, you're like, oh, that's what it means. I got to give up something now so God gives right. me greater stuff in this life. And that's not necessarily yeah. true either, right? Right. It might not ever be seen in this life. It might be for the yeah. next. And- well, so I should have put this in our notes, but I don't even know exactly where it is in the Bible. But if you Google the parable of the talents, the story will come up where uh, basically it's a it's an example Jesus gave where a master has um, kind of three servants and he's a really rich master. He goes away to a different property. And before going, he he gives the one servant something like five talents, you know, five bundles of money, you could say $5,000, um, we'll say. Um, and, and he gives the other servant $3,000, um, three talents. The other, the last servant, he just gives one talent, uh, $1,000. He goes away and he's there for a long time. Um, and then he comes back and pretty quick, as soon as he gets there, he he calls the servants in and says, um, hey, show me what you did uh, with those talents, that with those dollars while I was gone. And the one with five comes back and says, you know, uh, master, I, I invested in this. I did that. And, uh, you know, with your five talents, I actually earned five more. Uh, I doubled that investment. Here's here's ten thousand back. Here's ten talents. I don't know why I keep going between dollars and talents, but um, the other one, yeah, just to confuse people. people. The other one comes back and says, the next one comes back and says, "Hey, with those with the three talents you gave me, I invested this. I I did this. I bought that field. I did this thing. Whatever. Um, Here's six talents back." And uh, and then the third servant comes back and says. Master, uh, I know that you're you're a man who um, you don't want to be on the wrong side of. You you do things uh, pretty severely, and uh, and I was kind of scared of you because I know I know the type of kind of ruler that you are. You you do justice, but you you don't let things slip. So I I basically just hid uh, that one talent in the ground. I did. So here's your talent back, and the master says. Wicked servant. <laughs> Why'd you just hide it in the ground? It did nothing good with that. Uh, you just hit it. You could have at least put it in the bank and got a little bit of interest or something. Uh, but you just wasted that talent I gave you. You just put it in the ground. You did nothing with it. Um, and and basically, he took that talent from that servant and gave it to the one who had invested the five and and had doubled it. He gave it to that servant. And, uh, and then he put those two good servants in charge of a whole lot more than they ever were entrusted with. And that is kind of that verse where you started with, where it says, like, those who have been given much will be given more. Those who have been uh, are faithful with much will be given more. Those who have been unfaithful with little, even what they have will be taken from them. Um, yep. And I just, we're so, we're quick to think about faithfulness as in just money. Um, money's a good 
kind of litmus test of that. But there's a lot of things that could be considered the talents that God has given us. The things are of, are you faithful with them? Are you faithful with the emotion and all intelligence I gave you? Are you faithful with the the people that I put you in leadership over? Um, if you have a manager job title or if you're a CEO or a head pastor or whatever, um, are you faithful with the people that that you can influence the ones that I put in your life um, that you have influence over shoot, man, you yeah. and I, are you faithful with the the podcast that God is allowing you to grow and influence over time? Like that's a, that's a responsibility <laughs> that we have to make sure that we are faithful in that um, yeah. because yeah, man, we don't want to lead people astray. I don't want to lead people astray because that's going to come back on me if we do it on purpose. Um, so Anyway, the yeah. good news is God is well, perfectly faithful. Probably yeah, don't want to come back. <laughs> probably it's just a little different if it's not on purpose. I think. <laughs> yeah. But no, man. I don't know. I just always think of the story of the talents uh, when I think about faithfulness. Um, that's more of how we use the things God gives us. But yeah. my mind always goes there for whatever reason. Yeah. 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 No, that's good. I, I think. Um, like I always look at this verses and wonder like, man, I wonder if you did do your best, if God would still have been proud in terms of like, mm. I'm not going to take everything away from you. Yeah. Um, uh, like, I wonder if it's the fact that you did something with it, that you took a risk, you took a chance um, and you did something with it that God looks and said, this is, this is mm. you being faithful. Cause you did what I asked you to do yeah. rather than, Hey, take this and squander it, um, yeah. hide it live inside of fear and lack of faith that something happened because of it. And that's when God's like, yeah, we're going to take this and put it in somewhere. Cause like faith, yeah. right? Like that's the currency of, of spiritual, the spiritual world. Like Wait, that's what is, the thing. What's the currency of spiritual world? Thousand dollars bills. Oh. Just thousand dollar bills or no, no <laughs> faith. <laughs> faith. Faith. Not the, yeah, Got not, it. yeah. Faith is the currency of the spiritual world. Like hmm. that's the thing that God is looking for inside of his people. We see that throughout the, the epistles, right? Like over and over again, like yeah. it's faith that is commended. Um, like it's because of our faith that we follow Jesus. Like it's all, all those yeah. things. But so I think that's a big piece of it of like fear so easily sneaks into our, and I know we're getting off the topic of God, God's characteristic of faithfulness, but we'll bring it back. We promise. Um, yeah, but faith is that piece of like we have the ability to um, take on the world and overcome fear when we live inside of the faith that Jesus is who He said He was. He's going to do what He said He was going to do, um, and not only that, He did um, those things yeah. in our past. But um, so I think, kind of circling it back around to this characteristics of who God is, like this is where we find our faith is inside of God's faithfulness. Like we yeah. find our confidence, our courage inside of the fact that God is faithful. And, and I think this is why it's so important for us to hold on to this, because the second that we believe God isn't faithful or mm -hmm. we believe that God may not come through for us in this moment, everything falls apart so quickly. Like you see so many in ourselves included, um, but we look at so many different lives of, of those that, that claim to follow Jesus. Um, and there's, there's not a hope. There's not an excitement. There's yeah. not a man, what, what God's going to do. Like all the cards are stacked against us, but like how awesome is it that all the cards are stacked against us so we can see God be God and act the way that God acts and watch him come through in the most yeah. miraculous of ways. 
but that's not how we function. We function in safety and we want it to be feel safe and we want it to work out the way that we thought it was going to work out. But the problem when we live in that world is um, we never see the miraculous because it's it's always lined up and we are doing everything in our power to make sure that it lines up yeah. um, and in all reality like when we live in the and there's a part of my personality that like i don't like the unknown um, i don't <laughs> like to not be in control i don't like to let yeah. things be free flowing um, i typically don't get along well with people that like things free flowing yeah. um, but for whatever reason those are the people that god circles around me um, we'll take it. Um, he's trying to teach me something, but, um, like in the midst of that, like, that's the piece where like, man, like that's when I get to see the miraculous of God. That's when I get to see yeah. the, the, the big moments of God flexes muscles just a little bit that blows us away in such a large, um, uh, an expansive way. Um, it's when we, we believe that God is faithful, that God cares yeah. about me, that God cares about my well-being, that mm. God cares that I become the person that he's called me to be to accomplish the things that he's called me to accomplish inside this life for the sake of his kingdom. Um, yeah. Like living in that place, then we hold on to those. And sometimes you need silly, silly things like, hey, it's the year of the chicken. Like Dude, that's totally. the thing I need to hold on to, right? Yes. Um, to hold on to, to remind myself that no, God is faithful. He was faithful in yeah. the past. He's being faithful right now and he's going to mm-hmm. be faithful in the future. And though I may not see his hand at work, um, I'm going to choose to believe that his hand is at work because it is, but I'm yeah. going to choose to believe in those moments that it's at work so I can continue Excuse me. To continue to have faith. Continue to have hope. Continue to believe that uh, this this miraculous God that can do miraculous things. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I mean, man, all of what you just said, absolutely. But we do need the reminders. At least I need the reminders. Yeah. Like one of the so the church. Does. Yeah, one of the, the church that we used to go to. One of my favorite sermons are our friend Ray preached a sermon and he was talking about the Israelites. This was like, I don't know, three, four or five years ago. It's been a while, but um, he said uh, he kept using this, this phrase of basically Lord remind us because we're so quick to forget. Um, And then he, that was kind of like a theme he used throughout. Like the Israelites was, we're so quick to forget. We're so quick to forget, you know, uh, in my day on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, Lord, remind me, because I'm so quick to forget that that Jesus was so faithful to me that he went onto the cross with me in mind, with my sin in mind, taking my sin yeah. upon himself, uh, It physically, spiritually doing that as a sacrifice for me. But man, yeah. Tuesday's done, and on Wednesday, I can start to forget that. And on Thursday, maybe it's fully out of my head and I do something dumb. So again, on Friday, Lord, remind me of the things that I know are true. Remind me of the the yeah. times you've been faithful in my life. Like that, the yeah. year of the chicken, I shared that that story um, or a good chunk of it, um, I don't know, an episode or two ago. So if, you, if you're just listening now for the first time, um, go back, listen to our last three or four episodes. They're really all about these characteristics of God and kind of good views of God, um, essentially. But one of the things that I was reminded of about the year of the chicken is, as you were telling your story um, a little bit ago, is just that I, that all started when I went to my employer, my boss, um, and said, hey, uh, we're having a baby in October, and, you know, shared that news, and then followed up pretty quickly with, 
I need to remote that uh, a, a job that is fully remote so that I can work from Pennsylvania um, because we're moving to Pennsylvania shortly after our baby is born because we want to live near family and we believe God's opening the, the doors for us to do that. So it started with this like leap of, dude, I have no idea what's coming. And in September, um, a month before the baby was going to be born, I still didn't have a job lined up with with my current employer compassion um i didn't have a job it was like a it i well, didn't remote job like i didn't, didn't have, have a remote job, job but we were, <laughs> i was planning to to resign my yeah. job in like december and make the move regardless so yeah. um i was actually out on a couple weeks of paternity leave right after my daughter had been born um when i did the interviews for the role i'm in now um and it was like it was just this crazy chain of events from there that has, has cemented God's faithfulness in my life and in my mind. But um, I know you can see this, Josh, they can't uh, watching, but I did a wood burning of a chicken uh, and I just on a little piece of wood, uh, I burned it in and I keep it on my desk where I can see it real clearly because I know that I'm real quick to forget God's faithfulness. Um, so if I don't keep it in front of me, if I don't keep it top of mind, then I can forget that really quick and start thinking, um, no, it's my power to provide for my family. I have to figure out my yep. income. I have to figure out my friends. I have to figure out all of it, man. So I don't know. That's uh, that's where it takes me is like, it, it sometimes yep. starts with the thing that seems crazy, whether it be walking around Jericho <laughs> seven times yeah. and being silent and then playing music really loud, or it just be saying, Hey, employer who I love job that I, I like, I'm resigning. Uh, and the, and this is my line of when I'm going to do that because yeah. I believe God is opening doors for me to do this. Um, and then seeing where it goes. So I don't know, yeah. but God is faithful. And that's yeah. just in, that's a, just in a smaller, my, my day-to-day life experience of faithfulness. That's not in this macro concept of God being the same constantly, um, being always yeah. faithful, always present, always good, all the things we've been talking about. But, um, but yeah. that's the best kind of example I can think of, of just, it's the year that's of the good. chicken. Yeah. And like, you know, as, as we read through these stories that we've collected of, of God's faithfulness, you know, marriages on the, you know, uh, moment yeah. of collapse or dreams that they, th- that, you know, were pursuing for years that never yeah. came to be or taking huge risks um, yeah. because they felt like this is what God was coming, you know, calling them to do. And then hitting struggles along those risks and then questioning, is God really in this? Is God really called me to this? And then all the ways that they all ended of God yeah. is faithful and, yeah. um, I think maybe instead of Andrew, instead of digging into each of the stories, we'll we'll post them to our website. We'll figure yeah. out a way to do that, um, just because I think it's helpful to be reminded of other people's mm. lives. And if you have stories, you know, continue to email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast dot com, yeah, um, and we'll get them up as well. Because I think when people are in the midst of it, when it's hard, when it's difficult, when they're wondering where God is, and maybe you know, with COVID and everything else going on, the murder hornets and the hurricanes <laughs> and whatever yeah. else twenty twenty throw at us, and whatever it is, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, riots, uh, yeah. not just riots, like, you know, devastating, destructive riots. Um, 
Yeah, it's all over. Maybe you're in the midst of it right now, and you're just like, man, I got to be reminded of, of God's faithfulness, and yeah. um, I got to see these stories of how God was. And here's how the enemy attacks me is, yeah, God is faithful. I firmly believe that. I believe God could intervene if he chose to, but I don't believe God wants to intervene for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes back to having a poor view that God is good, um, that God yeah. is full of love, and God is merciful, um, You know, as we yeah. talked about last episode. Um, and that's kind of the mystery. So it's taking a step back, like, no, 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 God is like, there's nothing I could do that's going to change God's love for me. And there's nothing yeah. I do that's going to remove that. Um, I am Jesus's and, and that's settled. Um, so it maybe you're in the moats, you're in the middle of like, God doesn't intervene. God isn't active in our lives. God doesn't care. And reading through those stories may be super helpful. Um, and, and we'll get those posted. But um, yeah. I think it's more important to, uh, at least from a practical standpoint, is to record the times when God is faithful in your own lives. Yeah, um, I think that's super helpful when things are good. And this is hard mm-hmm. for us, right? Like when things are good, we spend a lot less time talking to God. Yeah. Um, but those are the most fruitful times because it's when you're not distracted by everything else. You get to genuinely focus in on what Jesus desires to tell you. But um, like when things are good, figure out ways to record it, it whether it's the year of the chicken. And, and I know for you, it was you were headed into a rough season yeah. um, and God gave you the words of, you know, chicken. And um, it was the thing that held you over and that yeah. God can definitely work in, in your life that way as well as you yeah. listen. But um, when things are good and things are happening, like record those stories, it's important. Um, you know, whether it's physical things you purchase to remind you of those things, or yeah. it's, you know, you, you write them down in your journal or in your notes app on your phone. So you can ha- you have them and go back to them. I think it's, it's really important to record those things. Um, you know, it's the same principle that, that, God used with the Israelites over and over again. Um, it's the same principle we see written out through the epistles, through Paul's writing and Peter's writing as we talk about the future. Like, don't mm-hmm. focus on the now and the here. Focus on the next life. Everything you do in this life is for that. Yeah. Um, I think there's a perspective piece inside of that that helps us rem- remain in the fact that God is faithful. Because it's not a matter of, is God faithful? God is faithful. Like that yeah. is the answer to the question. It's yeah. not questionable. It's not like he is, that's just who he is. As much as he is love, as much as he is just, as much mm. as he is all powerful and knowing all and, you know, ever present, God is 100% all the time faithful to his creation. Um, now, God lets us choose our, our destinies. God lets us make choices on whether we want to follow him or not. But God will give us opportunity after opportunity um, yeah. to come to know him as our Lord and our Savior. Um, so yeah. we can experience that. That Like that's the faithfulness of God is I'm going to give you every opportunity till you take your last breath um, mm. to experience who I am and what I'm about. Like God is faithful. So when we come into places where we feel like God isn't being faithful or it's not turning out like we thought and we're frustrated, angry. Maybe it's, you know, you've been trying to have baby, a baby for years um, and you find yourself constantly wondering like, is this like, maybe just pull back from the dream for a moment just to be able to say, no, God is faithful. So how is God going to be faithful in this? God might not give me what I want. I might not have a baby. That's my own Um, from the perspective of I push that thing out. Um, or I had it cut out. I guess you could go either way. Um, I was cut out since I came out black and blue and conehead shape because I wasn't going to fit. Um, and the doctor wanted me to fit. So I was eventually cut out. But 
uh, maybe it's not, you know, biologically your child, but there's children that God wants you to yeah. be the mother of. God wants mm. you to be the father of. Um, yeah. Like there's other way. And maybe it's going to give you a level of fulfillment that you never thought was going to be possible because God provided a different way. So like, like it's, it's hard for us to give up dreams. And this is the Christian life, right? Like, less of me, more of Jesus. Well, less of me means I have to let go of my hands mm-hmm. of the things that I'm holding and just hold things loosely and believe yeah. that God is going to be faithful in the midst of it. Right. Like, and that's hard. I get it. Like I've been in those moments. It's difficult to, to process of feel like that God didn't have your back. Cause he didn't, it didn't turn out the way that you want. Like my youth pastor used to tell a story. I think it was my youth pastor. I could be wrong. Yeah. It could be just another story that I heard, but I'm pretty sure it was him. Um, went to a funeral of his aunt or um, someone he was close with. And he was going to pray that this person came back to life. Wow. Now, can God do that? Yes. Has God mm-hmm. done that? Yes. Like it's recorded in scripture. Um, but does that mean God's not faithful if he doesn't do it? Hmm. No. Um, and I think that's part that we have to really hold on to is God's plan is perfect. God's plan might not be the way that I thought it was going to. God's plan might even cause me pain yeah. um, in the midst of it. But God's plan always turns out for the betterment of those who follow. Yeah. Um, so like that's the piece that I hold on to. Um, mm. And I think practically write them down. Grab a journal and just let be your faithfulness journal. Yeah. Like that's all you write. It's just stories right. of faithfulness, whether it's faith, God faith, faithfulness in your life or God's faithfulness in other people's lives. Um, like write all the stories because what's going to happen is when shit hits the fan, life, you know, the bottom falls out. Well, yeah. that's the journey you pull back to of like, no, no, no. I felt this way that yeah. God wasn't going to come through. Um, I felt this, these are the same emotions I felt before and God did come through. So I'm going to keep holding on to the fact that God is going to come through. Um, maybe not how I want it, but he is going to come through. <laughs> Dude, absolutely. We we have to figure out ways to remind ourselves of God's faithfulness. Um, what you hit on a physical journal, uh, a purchase of a small thing that reminds you of of God's faithfulness, of God's forgiveness, of His kindness, of His goodness. Whatever whatever that trait or lesson is that you need to be reminded of, if you're listening to, figure out how to mark it. You know, like I say, mark it like physically do something um, because I don't mean build an altar in your house or anything like that, but, but we see it all throughout the old Testament that, that like they would um, like when they crossed, I think you were talking about this earlier when you were referencing when they built a small altar, wasn't it like when they crossed the Jordan sea or the red sea that the Israelites uh, each grabbed a stone um, as they crossed and they made basically a large, large stack of stones to remind themselves of, yep. of when God led them through the river um, after leaving Egypt. Wasn't that the case? It was, it was when they're going into the promised land. So different going river, in. but different uh, river. Yes. But like it was the, 12 stones. Yeah. Tribe. Yeah, you're right. And so they just, they, they physically marked the location so that every time they were going back past there, they're like, that's what God did for us. He brought us in the promised land right there <laughs> physically. Um, if you want to hop on our website, this Jesus life podcast.com, we're making a little section where we're just going to call it maybe God stories or something like that. Um, where the first stories up there will be a bunch of God's faithfulness. And the thing we, we texted friends, we emailed friends and we got back some short stories. We got back some longer stories, um, but they're all really good and diverse um, kind of 
experiences of God's faithfulness. Like, I don't know what I was expecting when I reached out uh, about these, but one of my buddies who's just a brilliant doctor, um, he, he wrote back about a time where he almost flunked out of college. And this was like early into med school. He was positive, not even med school. He was just early on his undergraduate track into med school. But he was so positive. God had had put this dream of you're going to be a doctor in his his mind and his heart um, that he put him on this path that he basically flunked a calculus test and it was like he couldn't mess up in this class. He couldn't he couldn't get a low grade in this class because if he did, his whole dream was derailed. Like either retake the class or or whatever. But it's like it was going to mess with him. It was going to mess with his plans. And in that moment, he turned to God and was just questioning, like, did you ever even speak this into my life? Did you ever want this at all? And he kind of gave God an ultimatum, which you can read the full story on our website. But um, as it stands today, he's he is a doctor and he's brilliant at yep. what he does. And he's following God's will and treating people in a really awesome and holistic way that um that is awesome and unique, you know, but God has equipped him to be a doctor. That's not a prosperity story. That's a story of like doubt. And, and God probably was calling him back in that moment to say, well, I put that dream in your mind. I put that, that call on your life, but, uh, but you weren't trusting me with it. So you were doing it in your own power and, uh, and it wasn't going so well. So if you trust me with it, I'll give it to you. If you don't trust it with me, I might take it away from you. You know, something like that where God is faithful, um, but, you know, his ways aren't our ways. Uh, Like you were saying, we don't always experience his faithfulness in the way that we expect. We don't always experience his will in the way that we expect. I think so often in our lives, we're like, um, oh, great. God gave me this dream. I'm just going to white knuckle through it and I'm going to get it done. Yeah. And he's like, no, I gave you yeah. that dream because I can help you accomplish it. You can accomplish it if you do it in my will, if you do it by leaning yeah. on me, not by white knuckling it, not yeah. by figuring it out. I didn't give you that dream yeah. so that you could go and look great in it. I give you that dream because I can equip you for it and so that I can look great through it. Um, so yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. good. I, like it reminds me, I might've told the story before when we talked about alcohol. Cause that's what the conversation was about. But um, I think, or maybe it was just with the same guy and I'm just confusing conversations, but I had a pastor once tell me like, God gave you a brain for a reason. You should use it in terms of making a decision in your life. And you're like, yeah, that's not the point of this. Like yeah. you missed it completely. Uh, yeah. No offense, but you're wrong. Um, that really comes out of exactly what you're saying of like, no, 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 this life was designed to do in relationship with Jesus. Like this yeah. is what we do. We walk side by side. And I think so often we get the dream from God and then we run with it. Like I'm going to do everything in my power to make this happen. Yeah. And exactly what you're saying, he's like, no, 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 no. He never asked you to do it all on your own. He asked yeah. you to do the dream and he's going to walk every step along the way. I think yeah. so often we make it more difficult uh, mm-hmm. in our own lives and our own, in our own hearts than we needed to. If we just, stopped for a moment and said, I'm not in control. Jesus mm-hmm. is in control. I'm going to walk in a line with what, like, this is what abiding in Jesus looks like. Right. We yeah. talked about a couple episodes uh, ago, but like, mm-hmm. and I think too, like, as you were talking, I was just kind of thinking through your story too. Of like, I think it's also important, not only for us to record our own stories and, and find physical things to remind us of those things. Um, 
but also like do it for your friends. Yeah. Do it for the people around you. Like when they're in the midst of it, like, can you yeah. locate things? Can you do things? Can you record stories? Can you do whatever you can do from your perspective to help them remind to be reminded that God is faithful. Uh, yeah. So like, it's simple things like, and I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm just like, I, I probably stole the idea from somebody else. But like <laughs> when you went in the year of the chicken, I got you a, a keychain yeah. with a chicken yeah, on did. it. And cost I still me, have that. Cost me, yeah. Cost me a couple bucks. Like it's not yeah. a huge thing, but like, here's something I can do to remind Andrew yeah. that yeah. he's, that God is faithful. Totally. Uh, like, so look for those opportunities in your lives. And people have done the same for me. Like they've done things to remind me that God's faithful and whether it's buying me something to remind me or reminding me of a story when I'm in the midst of it or what, like, yeah. this is what Christian community should look like. We should be bearing one another's burdens and this is a burden. So can we remind each other of God's faithfulness and live in that yeah. community? And you could do that with all characteristics of God. It's just for whatever reason, faithfulness is the one that oftentimes we struggle with yeah. um, believing that it's true and it is 100% true. Yeah. And you did, you did do that. So whether it was an idea of somebody that you stole or not, it was a solid move. That was a great idea. And, and it is a great challenge to do that in other people's lives. If you know what God's speaking to them, encourage them in that, you know, and don't do it in like a, Hey, you suck. So I got you this thing. <laughs> do it in, I want to encourage yeah. you because I believe that thing you think God told you is true. I believe yeah. it's true. So I want to help reinforce yeah. that in your life, you know, positively. That's but um, yeah, like yeah. if you believe it's true, you believe it's true. Go with it. Yeah. Uh, if you don't believe it's true, like don't lie to the guy and say it is, but <laughs> yeah. you're just going to cause <laughs> destruction. But uh, yeah, at the here's same a time, fake like, thou- here's the fake million dollar bill. Cause I, I know you're going to make a million bucks. <laughs> Cause God gives us, God gives us huge dreams, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, he does. And if we, as we've been talking, we don't try to white knuckle. It's not up to us. We're just going to rely in, in, on Jesus. But even in those moments, these dreams feel so far out of reach. And so often that you feel discouraged of like, yeah, God's yeah. God's not in this. Like I misheard God. God's not around. Right. Um, like you need those people to remind you. So like if you're the other person outside looking in and you're saying, no, I, I believe God really did call you to this as well, um, then speak that into them because they need to hear it. Now, make sure it's true. Don't yeah. just, you know, because you want to be a good friend, you're going to tell them something because you know it's going to make them feel better. That's that's not helpful at all. Like yeah. that's just, because if you're wrong and he's wrong or she's wrong, she's going to yeah. end up down a path that God never wanted down right. uh, and you don't say anything. So like, speak truth. Like that's the key. Speak what you believe is to be true in terms of that situation, but speak it. I think so oftentimes we don't, even if they're not asking you to speak it, speak it. Um, Because I think so oftentimes like we have no idea the the doubt and the things that are running through their head of what God has called them to. uh, And they completely convince themselves otherwise and move on. And there could have been a moment in there, like, no, I do believe this. I'm going to say something Mm. to him. I'm going to say something to her because I believe this to be true as well. I'm going to push into this. Um, Like, I think we miss out those opportunities for both good and bad. And the opposite is true as well. Where you're like, I don't think God's in this at all. Don't Mm. keep that to yourself. Like yeah. if you're in relationship, you have some kind of influence, say something. And yeah. if you're wrong, you're wrong. And that's fine. Go ahead. Like everything will move on. But yeah, like you also don't want to and do your due diligence, pray through it. Don't just make decisions on your own that you know best about everything. But if you feel like something's yeah. wrong in your spirit, something's not settling right. Speak that over them so they can hear the truth of whatever good and bad. Right. But yeah, I think Christian community is, is huge in this area. I do too. And uh, and, you know, 
a fun thing about planning for this episode was being able to go to friends and say, I just texted people and said, Hey, would you, would you send me um, a quick story of God's faithfulness in your life? Um, yep. And I got back a bunch of responses. Um, and, yep. you know, I was thinking about it, like during these, these podcast episodes, I asked you, I asked you just the most wildly difficult questions I can think of around each topic that we're, we're talking about usually, but it gives you a chance to share what you really think about things. And you do the same back to me, you know, yeah, ask difficult stuff, but don't ask yeah. difficult questions just to be difficult. But like, yeah. there's something great uh, in community of saying, Hey, how can I really pray for you? Like what's really going on in your life? What's really going yeah. on with you and your wife, with you and your friends, your mom, whatever, you know, what's really going on? Like, how are you really doing? There's something beautiful about that, but there's also something great about like, Hey, can you tell me a time when God was faithful in your life? And you're going to learn something. I didn't know that any of my friends would come back with the answers they sent me, yeah. the, the stories yeah, they sure. sent me, they all surprised me. Um, yeah. And, and there's just something beautiful about that. Like, we think of, we hear this word testimony a lot. Uh, if you're in church for a long time, share your testimony, um, share. We, we have a lot of words like that, you know, but, but it's basically just give an account of what God's done in your life, you know? And we, yeah. we hear that often testimony is like when you first got saved. But I think the longer you're in this Jesus life, it's not just that. It's like, no, if you believe that the kingdom yeah. of God is here, and we're a part of it yeah. today and it's active today um, and it's it's here, then live into it. Don't just make a retirement yeah. plan of I'm gonna die and be in heaven. <laughs> no. Make uh I'm gonna I'm gonna live in the kingdom of God here and now and then. Yeah. Um so give your testimony of you know what, last Monday this happened, a month ago this happened, two years ago this happened, the year of yep. the chicken happened. I'm going to be telling that story for a long time, man. I don't know what the yep. next thing is going to be, the next big season is going to be in my life, but I hope yep. I have a simple word like that where I can where I can refer back to it or I can put a physical thing in front of my eyes where on my desk here so that I can see it and think about it yep. because it's, it's awesome. But I don't know, if you... If you don't believe God is faithful or you don't believe any of these traits, um, if you don't believe God is omnipresent, that he's everywhere at once, ask God to tell, or ask somebody you know that that loves Jesus and loves you to tell you a story of, hey, have you ever yeah. experienced God's presence? Can you tell me about that? Like, can you tell me about a time you experienced it when you didn't expect to? Can you tell me about yeah. a time when you were running away from God really hard? And and he showed up anyway because <laughs> he's That's love, good. you know, and he is omnipresent. Yeah. It's a combo. Like I just think, ask questions. <laughs> I ask questions of everybody all the time. Um, but it, it gives people a chance to tell you, here's all the ways that I know this is true, and then you can read yeah. verses like Hebrews thirteen eight that says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and you can start to believe that stuff. Um, in a different way, because you're like, well, if Josh told me this and, and my wife told me this and John told me this and Joel and Michael, well, bam, yeah. Jesus must be faithful. You know, that must be true. Yeah. It says it's true, but all these people I know experienced yeah. it. So it must be true. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's also good too, for the people you're asking, right? Like how often it's yeah. kind of that principle of like you, 
you solidify things in your mind. It could be anything if you're able to teach somebody else that thing, right? So it's the same thing kind of principle at play here of like, you ask questions, you're like, oh, I, God is faithful. I think that's true. I, like, I believe that's true. Let me think about a story. And now they're solidifying things in their own mind of like, oh yeah, there's this story. And then there's this time that, and then there's this other time, like you're doing them a favor as much as you're doing yourself a favor in terms yeah. of like solidifying those, those characteristics of, of, of being true. So like, here's your homework for those listening. Um, reach out to two, three friends this week and just ask that question. Like, how mm. has God been faithful or whatever characteristic of God, like you said, yeah. that you're struggling to believe in your life. Like ask them, Hey, how is God this? How is God love um, with all this stuff going on? Or how is God just, if I feel like um, justice isn't happening around us, yeah. whatever the question is and, and see what kind of things and you'll filter through them. You'll, you'll get some bad answers too. But yeah. Um, like you'll see the things in your own and then hopefully others are asking you of that as well. And um, you know, that's going to solidify some characteristics of God in your own mind. If you're like, Oh yeah, God is this. And this are, here's yeah. some examples um, that might be, I, I think we don't communicate the spiritual um, as often as we probably should in our lives. Mm -hmm. We don't give an account of it um, yeah. and we miss out on so much because we're just not talking about it yeah. um, with, with other, and I'm not saying spiritual in the sense of like, let's get creepy and weird and <laughs> kumbaya moments. And yeah. um, God saw, you know, I saw gold dust in the air. We're not talking about any of those things. <laughs> uh, but I think there is a part of our relationship with Jesus that we miss out on. Cause we're just not talking. We're not, we're not ready to give an account about yeah. what, what's going on yeah. and what has happened, but no, that's good. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah, man. And yeah. when you, you say gold dust, I, I immediately thought of uh, rattlesnake ministry. Are you thinking if you just, if you do plant a church at some point, are, you're going to have rattlesnakes in, right? Like that'll be a main focus. Yeah, I, yeah, I <laughs> think that's, that's a big deal in terms of like really testing your faith. Like <laughs> God tests our faith. Uh, and I think we should be grabbing rattlesnakes, looking them dead in the eyes. Uh, and kissing them on the tongue, I think. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I would never, I, I would poop my pants. I could not do that. I wouldn't touch the freaking thing in the beginning. No. I just, no, no. I wouldn't be in the same room. I'm like, no, no I'm no. no part of this. No. Uh, but, but on a serious note, like yeah. God, like there's a level of testing of our faith, not for the sake, I don't think it's for the sake of like testing to see uh -huh. if you're, you're good or testing to yeah. see if, you know, but I think there's a part of, going through difficult times what it tests our faith yeah. is only going to strengthen our faith because God is faithful and he will get us to the other side as long as we keep leaning in. Yeah. Um, so like you just went through the year of the chicken, wasn't it? easy year, but no. God solidified things. Well, he's going to give you even bigger challenges for the future <laughs> to accomplish, right? Like there's other things on the, on the horizon yeah. that are going to be even more. And I think it's that gradual increase. Like you, hmm. you, you look at people in their lives, you're like, holy crap, like the level of faith that they function inside yeah. of, like that is mind boggling yeah. and that they have such courage and such uh, confidence that God yeah. is in the midst of this and God is going to come through. Well, they didn't get there overnight. Like it was <laughs> yeah. trial after trial. Yeah. After trial that yeah. got them to the place of great faith. Yeah. Like it's the same thing that's in this. Like, and sometimes it feels dumb to believe yeah. that it's true. Mm -hmm. um, but in those moments, God is faithful still and he keeps pushing through. Like there's plenty of times you look at, you know, Abraham's life over and over again. Um, like he's probably thinking, like, this is the stupidest thing in the entire mm -hmm. world, but okay, I guess I'm just <laughs> gonna do it. Um, but that you know, ends up getting to this place where now he is, you know, uh, fathering a, a massive nation yeah. um, after he took some huge, like, do you really believe like he could get to that place where he's about to sacrifice his child um, hmm. because God told him to? 
because he, he believed God was going to continue to be faithful. Like, yeah, no, that doesn't come overnight. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like, Hey, Andrew, I need you to take care of your daughter for me tonight. Uh, yeah. So I can show you that I'm faithful. Well, no. you don't get that overnight. Like no. it's trial after trial that gets you to those places. Uh, yeah. I think it's the same, same in our own lives, but um, dude, I, I think, I think this could be super helpful and really lean into this area, reach out to those around yeah. you and, ask those questions and see what, what comes back. Uh, be sure to, to write your experiences down or find a way to memorialize those experiences where yeah. God was faithful. Um, so you can be reminded of them. Like how awesome would it be? Say you have a, a spare bedroom or maybe it's in your living room or your office, or whatever you happen to have. And you just have these little tokens um, throughout where you walk in, it's like memory lane. You're like, Oh yeah. Oh, let me tell you about this. Like, I just think of like, here's grandpa Andrew walking <laughs> grandkids into his room and he's and you're just like oh let me tell you how god showed up yeah. with the chicken there's the year uh, of the chicken that was uh, a good year but right? that was nothing like, compared cool. to this you know yeah right uh, yeah it's just like those cool moments of you're like man god and then when god brings crazy things in front of you crazy yeah. dreams where you thought it was going to be one thing and now you're moving across the country for another or you're giving yeah. up a job for another or you're uh, walking away from a, a loved one to change like those things become easier and easier for us to do when yeah. God asks us to do it because we're yeah. able to look back and say, man, look how God has been faithful. Um, and look how God is not just faithful in my life, but faithful in the lives of those around us. And, you know, maybe you're in a season where you're like, man, it's so good. Like I, I'm, mm. I can't complain about anything. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. That's great. But take these moments to record the times when God yeah. was, because let's be honest, the trials around the corner, yeah. uh, it's going to come. It's inevitable. Jesus promised us that. Yeah. Um, and in those moments, you've got to have, you've got to have, have an arsenal built up. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe you have a prayer closet. You just go into your prayer closet and you're reminded of all the ways that God is faithful. Yeah. I think, I think it'd be super powerful in your life. So start collecting those things uh, in your lives. And um, I like, uh, I like yeah. what you said a lot, man. I wrote it down. You said faith is the currency of the spiritual world. Um, I think that's pretty cool. When I think about currency, my first, uh, my first job was um, working at um, a, a Kroger. And I was a courtesy clerk. And I think on my first day, I got to clean up puke like three times uh, from the, uh, from like, oh, you know, spill on aisle six, get there and it's actually puke. Um, and I, I got to work for something like six or seven bucks an hour. It was really, really low. But my next job, you know, uh, after a few years, I was able to do some like landscaping and made a little bit more money. And my next job after that got to sell roofs and, and I made a little more money. Um, and, and not that I'm rich by any means, but like God, uh, has given me increasing responsibilities and increasing job jobs that are more complex, more difficult over time. And, uh, and I think faithfulness is, is the same way. I think God teaches us he's faithful in a small way. Um, it may may be the small job, um, or he, when you first get saved, you first say, God, I want to have a relationship with you. And I believe Jesus was, um, was your son. I believe he came to, to die for me. Um, he lived perfectly and died so that, so that I can have a new relationship with you. You know, maybe that's your first step of faithfulness, your first job, but you go from there and you get, you get into, the year of the chicken or the the divorce that one of these guys that sent us his story walked through, you get into um, questioning, am I even going to um, ever going to be a doctor? 
then you get into things 10 years from now that are increasingly uh, tough to deal with that, that if you were faced with those challenges initially, you never would have had the currency of faith built up to, to be able to handle, you know, we, we titled that episode a while back um, something about uh, mountains, valleys, and the hike in between or something like that, because it's a slow uphill hike, you know, sometimes it's way down, sometimes it's up, but if you're following God over time, it's up and to the right. You know, it's, it's, you're going, you're growing in faith, you're growing in trust, you're growing in your understanding of God, your ability to hear from him. And, uh, and you have increased currency of faith, which at the end of the day, that's the currency that matters more than a lot of other currencies do. So, um, I don't know. That was a good word. Faith is the currency of the spiritual world. Um, that's my. That's kind of my final thought. I don't know if it's catching you by surprise that I'm I'm ready to wrap, but I feel like that's such a solid phrase that I'm just going to give you credit for it. Maybe you read it somewhere, but faith is the yeah, currency of the spiritual world. Boom. So I'll 100 take credit for it, but let's be honest, I probably stole <laughs> from somewhere. Um, who knows? I was just telling uh, another buddy of ours has a podcast. If you haven't listened to uh shoot the right side up leader uh listen to alan and alan briggs and david uh bloom uh they have great yeah, guests on really and you can learn a ton from it um trying to help leaders be healthy but there's a quote that i steal from alan all the time and never give him quote never give him credit i was just i saw him a couple weeks ago and told him this but um the lines always just take the right next step yeah like if this is yeah. the dream that god's put in front of you just take the right next step you don't have to have all the answers or what the step is after that just take the right next one yeah. and i said dude i don't know how many people i tell that to you <laughs> Uh, and they'll give you credit for, um, but that's the, True. that's the preacher's life. We steal so many things. Let's be honest, <laughs> but yeah. Hey, as, as we kind of close out and, and hopefully this was helpful and, um, we're just going to end out with, um, uh, a, a story of God's faithfulness that, that we got on audio. Yeah. Um, so we'll end it out so you can actually hear it, um, in her words. Uh, this is Stacy. Uh, she's a friend of ours, um, yeah. that, that shared this story. It's a great story. Um, but yeah. I'll throw it over to her, which is the first for us. We've never had. We've never it. It's kind of like having a ga- guest, a guest, a guest, a guest that, uh, uh, but not really having a guest because she's not physically here. Yeah. Um, but we'll have a guest soon. Our producer is coming into town. Yeah. Uh, in a few weeks, and he really wants us to record an episode while and he's we want here. To. We love um, that guy. So, no, we want to. So we'll 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 figure that out and make that work. But yeah, um, yeah, that'll be exciting. But let me throw it over to Stacy. Uh, and this is her story of God is faithful. Hi, my name is Stacy Ricky, and I want to share how God has shown his faithfulness in my life. It's hard not to get wrapped up in this world. My Bible sits by my bedside, or I place it on a side table where it becomes dusty with time and good intentions. But when I rise in the morning, few are the days when I think of God first and I forget to thank him for this new day and beginning. I usually wake up anxiously going through my to-do list for the day. My Bible app on my phone dings at 6.30 a.m., and with bleary eyes, I read the scripture of the day. There are times that God has something profound to say to me. I have to remember that nothing I've planned is more important than what God has ready for me. I'm sure you've heard the saying, we plan, God laughs. I find myself sitting here writing this, after our only child has shipped off to boot camp just three days ago. As I cleaned out my son's room, the tears and memories overwhelmed me while my heart just broke in half. 
I don't know what the future holds, but I hold on to the hope and knowledge that God will guide me through every step. It's scary to start a new chapter, but my son was never mine to keep. He belongs to God, and it is time for God to shape Christian into the man he is to become. The Army says moms aren't mandatory at boot camp. I don't agree, but I have to let go. I don't know who's going to walk back in our front door when I see him next. But I do know that God's faithfulness has never led me wrong. He has been there through my darkest moments, and to be quite frank, I have no clue how people can sustain life apart from God, because life can get dark indeed. I had the great pleasure to be a stay-at-home mom. Our son Christian has been a joy to raise. We were an active family. My husband and son are joiners. I am not. I was an antisocial helicopter taxi mom. Through time, I slowly got out of my comfort zone because I wanted to be a part of everything they were doing. I think of how different life would have been if I hadn't met Matt. If I hadn't gotten married, I never would have known the hurt and pain I would encounter. But I also would never get to experience compassion for another and share laughter. It's hard work, but then the things in life that are worth having are the ones that we work the hardest for. Then you add in a baby. You think you're ready? Forget it. Christian would teach me more than I'd ever imagine. We are all intrinsically selfish people. It is with courage that we choose to share our lives and our hearts that can be so easily jaded and broken by another. We watch movies and want the romance, the passion, and the white picket fence. We don't want the ugly tears, the red face, the pimples, the baby weight, and lack of sleep. It's a package deal, and without seeing God move in all of life's messes, it can be hard to see the blessings in the monotonous and difficult times. Early on in my marriage, my husband and I were fighting all the time. We didn't think our marriage was going to survive. And one day, we decided we were going to make a change and go to church. I found out quickly you cannot just go to a church. You have to join it. Matt had been raised in a church, and I had not. I was terrified. Who were these people? They wanted me to volunteer my precious time and then sign up for classes. I just wanted to attend service and then jet out of there and get on with my day. But at some point as I continued to go, something began to fill me. Something unexplainable. I would describe it as pure joy. It brought tears to my eyes, and I had hope for the first time. I wanted to know Jesus, but I still wanted to be in control. It's like two people trying to drive a car at the same time. It doesn't work at all. God is perfect. We aren't, and he already knows this. We aren't built to love perfectly like we imagined on our wedding day. We're going to hurt each other. I cannot love my husband or son without the help of Jesus. I am broken. That means I'm selfish, and I like to do what I want to do when I want to. I say mean and hurtful things and hurt those around me. I know when I mess up, but how can I ever feel good about myself again? How could this incredible creator not be utterly disgusted with me? So, being the determined person I am, I opened my Bible and started reading, What? The Bible was particularly hard to understand. But as time passed, the lessons at church and the preaching from the pastor made it more understandable. God pursues us. He is always there. We just get so wrapped up in this world that we get sideways for a bit. 
and we do it again and again. We're always wondering why we're living in such turmoil. Why? Because we want to be in control, and we don't trust that God's got everything else. The only thing we are in control of is ourselves. If you don't take care of yourself and work on yourself, you tend to get sick and tired, irritable and drained. You have nothing left of Jesus to bring to the table except strife and selfish hurt and anger. You become a victim of your own making and you hurt people instead of being able to encourage and love on them. When you join a church, you become a part of a community which develops into a family. God created community so that we can lean on each other and laugh and cry together and share our stories with each other. I now understand that, yes, I mess up, but He can heal me through His Word, His church, and His community. This has taken me 20 years to come to this point, and I have so much more to learn. God gives us free will to choose Him. He cannot do all of the work for us. We have to meet Him halfway. We're always in a rush and can't carve 15 minutes out of our 12-hour day for God. I used to expect the genie in the bottle. Rub and you will receive. I now talk to him every day. Some days are better than others, but I have to keep the line between me and him open. He is my father. He has walked through everything I've gone through. The only thing I understand is that I would not have had the positive outlook I do without his word and the sudden phone call from a friend or family member at the right time. I wouldn't have had the strength this last Monday to not cry in front of my one and only son as he headed off to boot camp. I had to be positive and supportive while my heart was breaking. That's Jesus, people. Without him, I would have been a mess, and that wouldn't have been good for my son. I wanted to be selfish. I wasn't ready yet. After my son boarded his flight, I wanted to curl up in a ball. I didn't want to write this, but God's faithfulness has never let me down. When I sat down to start this, I found the strength I didn't know I had to finish it. It won't stop the pain I have to go through and the changes that I'll encounter. But I know that God's got my son. Christian belongs to him, not me. He will do good works through my baby boy. We aren't alone. God has made sure of that. Don't make yourself an island. Go out there and join. Every day it gets easier. When the enemy throws you off track, you've got a family to go to that can help you. God can and will heal you through time so that you can return the favor for someone else who is hurting. That's what it's all about. He may use you to bless someone else. Always keep your eyes on him because he's smiling at you. The perfect father that loves us perfectly and we can have them if we choose them. Oh, that was amazing. Great so story. Good. So good. First um, guest. Thank you, Stacy. Yeah. She didn't even know she's going to be our very first guest. She just helped <laughs> us out with this. That's right. Um, but yeah. Hey, as always, it's good to see you, my friend. Good to see you, man. Thanks for this conversation. For sure. Hey, we love you guys. We are praying for you guys. Uh, have a great week. We are This Jesus Life Podcast. Boom. See you later. Boom.